everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dark Insight. This is number 78 for September 22nd, 2017. I'll be your host this evening, or this morning. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, and frankly, I don't care. Just thanks for listening. My name is Jeremy Greer. Uh, I am joined by Vader Van Oden from New Zealand. Vader, how are you today? Good, and the world hasn't ended. It's the 23rd here, and from the future, I can report it hasn't ended. We have at least, everybody listen, live today like it is your last. Vader reports that the world will end on the 23rd of September. Uh, no, no, I'm saying it hasn't ended. Well, I'm just, you implied that it would, is all I'm saying. Uh, did, didn't you see that stuff? Someone predicted that the world was end on the 23rd. Oh, I don't. I don't ever pay attention to any of that stuff because I, I just. Oh, yeah. That's what I was referring to. Uh, anyway, gotcha. they're saying that a planet was going to collide with us today, and oh, really? it hasn't. So yeah, so I can report from the future. Good that it's not ended. Okay, good, good, good. Unless that planet's going to come out of fucking nowhere, right? Because <laughs> that planet's been sneaking <laughs> <Exactly>. and creeping. <laughs> the planet My joke fully on- <laughs> didn't work because you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I had no idea. Um, we are also joined by Mr. Brian Wade. How are you, Brian? You know, if the world ended today, I wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow, and that would be pretty good. That would be pretty right, dope. I hate that you have to work on a Saturday, man. That, that's that's pretty sad. Me too. Yeah, I, I hate it a lot, but I do it a lot also. I have this entire weekend off. Um, as as much as I love and adore my wife, and I'm very happy we're in a relationship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes it's nice to just chill the fuck out by yourself, and she's out of town, and I am probably not going to move a lot from my couch. So, <laughs> uh, think of think of me while you are doing whatever it is that you do to vehicles at the at the plant. So, <clears throat> I will. I'll say I'll think of your comfortable couch and my boy Avon Barksdale. That's that's you can come get him, dog. Come get him. <laughs> he, is, he is ready to move. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we, we've talked a lot about Brian coming down to visit. Uh, in fact, Brian said some extremely nice things about me on the Salt Report podcast. So definitely go go check sure. out uh, that. Um, not just because Brian was on it saying nice things about me, but just because it's a hilarious podcast. Um, but one thing that we have not talked about is that my. One of my basset hounds, the male that is kind of a mean asshole, if you've followed me and Autumn on Twitter, uh, just is absolutely in love with Brain Wade. Just absolutely <laughs> in love. Like, he will crawl up in this dude's lap, flip over, and just, like, force Brian to pet him all the time. So That's true. That's pretty much what he did the whole time I was there. It's it's He's funny. a traitor. He's a traitor dog. That's, all, that's the only thing you can call him. <laughs> fucking traitor dog. Yeah. M- multiple times throughout the week, Jeremy would just, like, walk by the, the living room and be like, traitor dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Maybe it's because he's the, the worst dog and Brian is the worst. So <laughs> yep. they kind of, they I agree, Vader. Common. That, I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. Yes, 100%. Um we're here to talk about some video games. We're here to talk about um, some things that we have picked up from the news. But first, like we always do here on Dark Insight, we're going to talk about the weather. Vader, we'll start with you. Is it is it winter there now or spring? I, I can't keep up with your crazy seasons. Spring. Spring is sprung. Spring is sprung. Um, we, we talked about this last week. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, good. It's, it's, uh, it's been warming up, and which is nice, having to put less layers on to go to work. Um, and yeah, I was able last week I can re- report back. I was able to get out into the, the garden and I added fish to my pond. Yay. So I did get a good, good amount of work done in the pond last week as I was hoping. That's amazing. So we just put, we put four fish in just to test it. And we think the lady, when she grabbed the fish with the, the net at the, um, it was actually the garden shop we bought the fish from. We think she hurt one of them because he looked a bit ill <laughs> how do you, you caught him how do you hurt a goldfish 
Oh, she, she didn't manage to. Uh, but we we brought it home and... <laughs> like emotionally? <laughs> like she called the goldfish some bad names? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she like whacked him when she <laughs> grabbed him. Because um, trying to get him, she missed him. And then he kind of was like hiding in the corner. And I was like, it doesn't look very good. And then she went like, like moved the net towards him and he swam away. So she's oh, still fine then caught him. And then he's the only one that we can't see in the pond. Like there's three fish now and the fourth, fourth one has disappeared. The one that looked sick. So we think he's dead, uh, which is sad, but three out of four is not too bad. Um, I mean, when it comes to goldfish and hand grenades, right? That's what we always say, three out of four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, so close only counts in goldfish and hand grenades. Yep, that's just the old adage. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that thing that you learned from your grandfather, goldfish and hand grenades. Uh, the yeah, only thing, the only two, th- the only two things you can count on in life: goldfish and hand grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you? Yep. What's the weather like over in um, wherever it is that you live that I've already forgotten? <laughs> it is unreasonably hot. Uh, I'm not a fan. It's been in the upper 80s for the past few days, and I if don't like it. Fan, if you were a fan, you'd be a lot cooler. That's true. Booyah! <laughs> Vader coming in hot with them dad jokes, y'all. <laughs> continue that's it it's unreasonably hot jeremy tell me about the weather in louisiana uh if you think i'm a good friend i remember where you live if i uh if you think that's unreasonably hot boy do i have some weather for you um yeah it's just it's just miserably hot outside like that's it um it rained once that was really nice and cool for like 15 minutes and then it stopped and then it was just miserably hot and humid outside um so yeah Basically, it only rains just enough to for my grass to grow, so that I have to pay somebody to cut it. That's the that's, <laughs> the, the, the weather has really screwed me out of my hard earned dollars here. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some some video games. And uh, Jesus, I hope that's not coming through the mic. Can you guys hear that growling? I can. No. <laughs> Pretty sure growling on the dog. Avon, Avon, you were on the internet. Behave. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's talk about some know. things that's that, rich. Uh, that came out in the that's news. That's rich telling the, your oh. dog to behave because it's on. She's on the internet. You don't behave when you're on the I internet. Told, like, when is the last time you've heard me growl on the internet, Vader? When has that ever happened? Oh, wow! Didn't you just growl at your dog just then? I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would say talk sternly to. Like I wouldn't embellish it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not quite the wordsmith Sorry. that you are, Vader. Um, we had uh, we had some news this week. Uh, TGS 2017 happened, um, and I'll be honest with you, when we started making notes for this, I just assumed it was only Sony because I only looked at the Sony stuff, so maybe some other things happened too, uh, but we got a official announcement of Monster Hunter World, which I'm extremely excited about. Uh, somebody that may or may not be on this podcast convinced me to buy uh, Monster Hunter for the Wii U uh, without telling me that it was a glorified 3DS port with like the most miserable control scheme and the smallest levels I've ever played in my life. So uh, I'm pretty sure I told you to buy buy for you for the 3DS. That doesn't that doesn't I don't think that that's what happened. <laughs> um, so I bought that and did not like it very much. Uh, but I'm always have always been intrigued by it, and the trailers look dope as hell, and it looks great. And there's going to be like drop in and out co op. Uh, I've heard this described as uh, Monster Hunter Destiny and that actually has a like certain amount of appeal to me so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this I'm into it how do you, how do you feel about this Vader are you excited about the new Monster World game yeah I'm the same I've always been intrigued 
but never really got into Monster Hunter. I like the idea of it, but never played it. Uh, except the bad PSP one, um, the demo. They're all good, uh, Vader. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that most people, <laughs> Monster Hunter fans, agree that the PSP one's the worst. But maybe I'm wrong. But it's still good. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's the worst Monster Hunter game doesn't mean it's a bad game. <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, Jeremy. I'm keen on it. It looks it looks great. Um, and also, also been announced as one of the characters from Monster Hunter Worlds is going to be in Capcom Capcom versus Marvel. Yes, that is true. Um, which is interesting. It's a bit of a weird mix. Well, I guess Chris Redfield's in that game, so who knows? Brian? What else came from Tokyo Game Show? Oh, I was going to let Brian yes. t- talk about the Monster Hunter World a little bit. Uh, y- y- y'all know how I feel about Monster Hunter World. <laughs> well, I mean, our exactly. listeners might not. You've only been on 13 I'm... episodes of this podcast, Brian. <laughs> maybe maybe that's not enough time to get different everyone out there to know everything about you. <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure they know that I fucking love Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, I've talked about Monster Hunter multiple times. Oh, really? I, I, I don't remember any- I don't remember anything I say on any podcast. I don't know if you guys are afflicted with that disease. but uh, so- I mean, I am, but I still know that I talked about Monster Hunter. Somebody, somebody added me the other day and was like, oh my god, it was so funny when you said da-da-da-da-da, and I was like... Uh, that does not sound like me. Like, I don't, are you sure you're, you were listening? Like, it it might've been Gary or Chris or somebody else. I don't know. Like, that doesn't sound like me though. I don't think I'm that funny. So, uh, there was also a new trailer for the shadow of the Colossus remake. I've got to stop playing with that because that noise is on the mic. Um, I still think that this game looks like hot garbage. Y'all. What do you, that, that's my, that's my hot take. That's, that's, that's Jay's hot take of different episode 78. So what do you, what do you guys think about it? Uh, yeah, I I'm not as big a fan of the original, so I probably have less skin in the game. So I I did it looked like it was a mix of old and new, like they had redone some things, but yet it still looked kind of square and blocky. The character is a bit odd. I do agree. Did you get a chance to watch the trailers, Brian? I did not, but I, I like I saw the first one when it when the the first trailer came out, and it looked weird there. And I'm just going to assume that it doesn't look any better because you still have opinions about it. <laughs> yeah, it still it still looks kind of awkward. Uh, like Vader is saying, like there seemed to be uh, kind of a almost a like a difference between some of the models. Like some of them seemed like they were just upresed from the old games, but some of them seem like they're completely redone. Um, and it, it results in this like weird animation thing that I'm hoping will just look better and and when you actually play it than it does. Uh, now when you see it on video like because games have done that before like I've, I've looked at games and gone like wow that looks janky as hell but like when i actually start playing it it, it comes together um so maybe that will happen here I don't, I don't know but uh i'm one of those dudes that like a shadow of the Colossus on ps4 i'm, I'm you know probably gonna buy it <laughs> like you could put dark souls on a toaster and I'd, I'd probably have to go out and buy that damn toaster <laughs> same thing with shadow of the Colossus. so uh um somebody put dark souls on a toaster by the way that'd be dope i'm into that it would be dope so I'm watching this trailer uh, mm-hmm. right now as we speak, and I wonder if the lighting is hasn't been updated. Doesn't look like, but it kind of looks like it's still just like PS2 lighting, and that might be part of the problem because like nothing yeah. looks like everything looks really muddy. It does still look, but well, the original looked quite muddy though, didn't it? Yeah, but like that's because it was on PlayStation Two. Like, <laughs> yeah, and when they and when they ported that to PS3, um, I think they cleaned it up quite a bit. Uh, but like the textures themselves were still always kind of blurry a little bit. Yeah, um, and that, that's kind of how it looks here. Yeah, and so I don't, 
I don't know if that's like something that they're specifically trying to ape. Um, Jesus Christ. IGN, please stop auto-playing ads on your homepage. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's something specific they're trying to ape or if it's just like a like something a limitation of what they're doing or something, but I, I, I don't think that it looks good. So come at me, internet, I guess is, is, is what I'm saying on that. Yeah, but the, the, it was quite a consensus last time that that was the case from a lot of people. Some people liked it. I think Cliff was one that said he was just excited to, to play it. Which yeah, is fine. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like same, right? Like I, I am yeah. also excited to play it. Um, but, I, but there were a lot of people calling it out for those exact same issues from what I remember. Yeah. Me, me and Josh Garrity are on the same team. Thank you, Josh. Shout outs to Josh <laughs> Garrity from the, from the chomp chain podcast. Jesus Christ. That would be a much different <laughs> podcast. If Josh Garrity was on the chop chain podcast, y'all, I'm just going to go ahead and say that out loud, uh, from Kanan rents. <laughs> <laughs> It would, it would, you're, you're right. It would be very different. It'd be a much different show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vader, you have some news about the the Nintendo Switch that you you wanted to share with us. Oh, yeah, before, we, um, before we move off of TGS, can we say one thing real quick? Sure. I don't care. One. Just uh, Atsume is coming out on PlayStation VR, and that sounds amazing. So what? What's that? Is this just a cat game? Like, is that what this is? Yeah, it, it's just a cat collecting game, basically. It's like. You just have like a little backyard, and cats come and they hang out in your backyard, and they're real cute. No, I'm done with cats. That's the whole game. You're done. Vader's done with cats. <laughs> uh, well, I can explain partly why. Um, we have a bunny. Uh, we we had a bunny. Unfortunately, this is a, this is a sad story. Our bunny was murdered this week. Um, oh no! Okay, by a cat. Yeah, well, we we only can assume, or a wild ferret or something. Well, um, this was an outdoor bunny. Yeah. Okay. Um, she had quite a, she's probably like a five meter run. Um, and it was just open and it's been fine for a year. We've had it for three, but we've been in the new house almost a year. And yeah, um, my wife and it was just for sport. It was just the, she was just, yeah, very bloody and ripped to shreds. It was very sad. So yeah. Wow. This, so this cats can go away. This took a dark Still turn. Cats. Um, Odin hasn't gone all goth, right? Like you don't think you have like a <laughs> omen situation on your hands, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he he was very very upset though because it was his bunny. Ari Aww. was kind of a didn't really care. But I'm um, sorry, sorry, Odin. Like, give that dude a high five for me. I, 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 don't tell him that I said that thing about the omen because he doesn't know what that reference and he won't get it. So, um, no, I won't. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's how yeah my sad take on cats so cats can go away anyway sorry sorry brian continue about your cat story oh that that was literally it i'm very excited about <laughs> about neko Atsume coming out on vr because it's gonna be weird yeah that's that would yeah, that's going to be weird good. uh i'm watching the trailer and it, it just it looks cute like i'm i'm or not this isn't what the hell what is this Oh, I thought I was going to watch the trailer, but no, I, I am not because there is no trailer. And even the, even though there is no trailer, IGN decided to put video at the top of their screen. You know what? Fuck IGN. I'm never coming to the stupid site again. I'm done. Oh uh, yeah, I was on this site <laughs> earlier, and it's a pain. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a not a good thing. Everybody. Um, I, I should have asked this last time, but is there any more news from TGS 2017 that you guys want to talk about? Nothing I that, that I care about. Um, I know that Zone of the Enders thing was was pretty big news to to a lot of people. I guess that's a is that a um, what's his name project that Metal Gear Solid guy whose name I, I don't remember. Remember 
so the first Zone of the Enders was a Kojima game, but I can't remember if the second one was or not. I'm sure it probably was. He's probably in his producer or something, at least. Yeah. I, I guess there, there is also really that uh, that Square Enix game, uh, Left Alive or whatever. That's like the it's like the mech game uh, where the char- the character designer is the the guy that did character design for Metal Gear. Oh, Looks okay. kind of cool. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about it. No, haven't. I saw um, a couple of my <clears throat> don't give up skeleton friends uh, basically say like, "Hey, while we're waiting on Armor Core, <laughs> like now we have a mech game." <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's about my the extent of my. Uh, exposure to it. I don't know. Like I, I like mechs. I've yet to find a game besides Mech Warrior Two uh, that really made me feel like I was having fun in a mech. But I still try. So yeah. Um, I just put something in the chat for you guys. Hopefully, it's not I a picture. Dark on a toaster. <laughs> Vader, don't Photoshop during the podcast. <laughs> That's not right. I actually do Photoshop during the during the podcast. <laughs> Now I'm going to have you to put that in the show notes. <laughs> um, and I did. Um, and I liked that I put my gesture on there too. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, golf on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Just yes. to derail. Uh, it's been kind of backwards and forwards. Someone claimed that they got, it just they randomly had the old NES um, golf game appear on their Switch randomly. And it was people did not yeah, it's not true. Other people like started searching, finding ways to get it. And it's basically these hard, like hacker like console hackers have been just working tirelessly apparently, trying to work out how to unlock. Um and they reckon they've found files showing that there's an emulator, uh NES emulator and um the golf game on the console, but how to unlock it. And they are, they are it's believed now that it has to be done on the 11th of June, I think it is. Um, July Which, is, which July. is the day that he passed. Uh, a water. Was it his birthday? It was the day he passed. Okay. Uh, I- Iwata? Is that his Yes. Satoru yes. Iwata, the former yes. CEO of and president of yes. Nintendo. Yes. A well-loved. Who um, completely coded this game, by the way. Like, not He's not just like a CEO, pencil pusher kind of guy. Like, he, he got in yes, there. Yes, yeah, the dude, the dude was like a genius coder also, apparently. Yeah, and is, is, if yeah, not wasn't he 100% responsible for uh, NES Golf, he was like mostly responsible for NES Golf. Yeah. And isn't he like also one that like, is famously like fixed some games that like they were not doing so good in development and he came and just like recoded them and made them work? Yeah, apparently he like uh, totally fixed uh, what was it, Earthbound and Pokemon Gold and Silver. I think are the two the that's two right. major ones that you hear about. Yes, Earthbound is definitely one. I remember. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so it's an, if if it's real, it's very cool. And so all the news is saying it's it's most likely real, but you only can unlock it on the eleventh of July. You can't change your system date. To do yeah, because it. because it you know connects to the internet. Yes. I've read somewhere that they say that if you buy a brand new system and haven't connected to the internet, that you might be able to trick it to change its date and that would work. Or if your clock battery, internal battery, clock battery has run completely dead, which is unlikely for a a new console. Um, So all you have to wait until 11th of July. And then you have to do a motion gesture with the Joy-Con. And I have read it's either a golf swing or 
a bell gesture with the controller, which Iwata used to do at the end of his directs. I'm watching yeah, the, it, I'm it, watching it, the dude the, do like, it now. in motion that he always made in the yeah. videos. I've read both. I'm, um, I'm watching a dude on YouTube do it, like, right now. Um, ah, okay, so I, I haven't seen the video. I've only seen... And he's uh, basically his hands are his his arms are straight down, and then he's uh, bending at the elbow to bring them straight up to his chest, and then going straight forward to extend them all the way out, and then back down to like where you would naturally hold a game controller. Um, and he did he does that like three times, I think, and then it looks like it unlocks it. So oh, okay. And uh, listeners out there, I will definitely put this link in the show notes because um, it's <laughs> I don't I mean if you guys want to watch this YouTube video, I guess like it's not super interesting. This dude should have definitely chosen a better room to record this in, but I'm not I'm not here to judge this guy's <laughs> furniture. So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's 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 cool that it's there, um, and I guess it maybe it means they might get start actually making it available. Um, having more NES games on there if the, if the emulator's on the console already. But I think it's just a nice gesture. Yeah, I, the one cool thing, I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember if one of us said this or not, but uh, is that the golf game on the Switch has motion controls. Yes. Uh, so you like actually swing the, the Joy-Con to, to hit the, the, golf, the golf ball. Uh, you know, which is kind of cool. And it'd be kind of cool if they updated old games to have like neat little motion control things like that, but... No, it would not. By the same token, I don't want to play Mario with motion controls. (laughs) No, it would not. I think that would be terrible. (laughs) I would like them to put um, some of the Wii motion games on, like Wii Sports and stuff on the Switch. I think that would be a cool addition. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is really neat. If... um, this this seems pretty well solid to me. Like I haven't seen the YouTube video, so I'm uh, I'm into that. Um, I, it's it's just a nice thing to do for a dude that meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, like I yes. don't I don't often get tied up into having a lot of emotions about people that I don't know. Um, but like it's it's hard to look at this dude's work and go like oh he did not affect me because like he's the guy like he's been there for a long long time. So it's you know that's, this is a very nice thing to do. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some games we've been playing, y'all. Let's talk about some actual video games that you can play right now, not some some fake ass TGS twenty seventeen games. Uh, <laughs> Those games don't even exist yet. Hell no, dude. They don't even fucking exist. They might not ever exist. Brian, you, you have not been on the podcast, and actually, I did not bother to look that up. You weren't on last week, so why don't you <laughs> why don't you go first? Because uh, I happen to know that you probably have only been playing one video game. Uh, that is very true. I've been playing a lot of Destiny two. It's a real good video game. All right, so is it though? Is it though? Uh, Vader, it are, did you pick it up yet? <laughs> nah, nah. Okay, cool. I haven't either. So uh, I think the best thing to do is to ask this from somebody who played enough Destiny to know that he wasn't going to be a shoe in for Destiny two. So let me ask mm-hmm. you a bunch of questions about it. Okay. Um, is the overall story presentation, does it do a better job of like getting you through the game than the original destiny content did not counting like uh, taking King stuff. So, okay. So this is the thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, actually, because I've been thinking about the destiny story a lot. Um, and that is that destiny two's story is told like, uh, it's like a thousand percent better than destiny one story. And like, I mean, a thousand percent maybe in this case isn't even that much because Destiny 1's story was uh, pretty scattershot and kind of non-existent. But 
Um, Jeremy, you remember when we were playing Destiny uh, together, and we made a lot of jokes about how you used your ghost to scan things constantly. Um, and then we got to the I Taken was, King part, and I, I was just, like, "Hold on, I just want I just want everybody to make sure, like, you didn't really give me enough props. Like, I was pretty much the best person true. that had you, ever scanned anything. You were the professional like, ghost scanner. Yeah, that was That's very true. Yeah, I, I found my role very quickly, and I filled it, and I reached max <laughs> skill very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> the, but but then you remember how we got to the Taken King content, and I was like, "Hey, get ready, because this is gonna, immediately going to be way better." Mm-hmm. And then it was way better, right? Um, Destiny 2 takes it up a level beyond that. Like, the story content, it's it's a pretty pretty cliche story. It's just like, hey, I'm a big bad... Th- th- this guy, Gaul, shows up. He's like this cabal guy. And he's like, hey, I'm a big bad guy, and I want I want the thing that gives you your power, so I'm gonna steal it from you. And that's more or less what the whole story is about. Um, the funniest thing in the story to me is that he has a Sun Crusher, um, which is not called the Sun Crusher. I can't remember what it's called in the game. It's like a exalted or heavenly i can't remember some some weird name um but it is uh i don't know if i neither of you probably know what the sun crusher is um but it is a ship that was able to destroy stars in the star wars expanded universe and when they revealed that his ship had the capability of destroying stars i literally like had to pause the game because i was laughing so hard <laughs> that my dude had a literal sun crusher <laughs> <laughs> That's but, pretty hilarious. I yeah. The only thing, but yeah, that, like the story is like super. Like it's it's it. Like I said, it's cliche, but it's like super well done, and it's like I cared about like what was going on in the story in a way that I never did with Destiny One. Okay. Uh, my second Fair question enough. is: um, Are there meaningful changes to the actual gameplay for, as far as mechanics are concerned? Like as much fun as I had actually playing Destiny. Um, at the end of the day, like I was, I was strafing around and I was headshotting dudes and I was occasionally throwing a grenade, which I felt like I didn't have near enough of. And then every once in a while I could be Emperor, Pal- Emperor Palpatine. Uh, like, are yeah, there, that felt pretty good. and that, that always felt super great. Uh, but <laughs> were there, are there meaningful changes in terms of either classes or gunplay that, that <clears throat> is somebody that's not super excited about destiny Two might convince them to, to jump in. So they upgraded, uh, upgraded, upgraded is a hard, as is, is maybe the wrong. They 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 changed one of each of the the, uh, the classes subclasses. Uh, so for example, like uh, for warlock, you played a lot of warlock. Um, the solar class uh, that the the warlock had, where like your super was like that revive. Mm-hmm. Um, in Destiny Two, the solar class is called the Dawn Blade, and it has this dope. Uh, like, it summons, like, a fire sword when you go into your super, and so then you just, like, float through the air and, like, fling fire swords at people. Okay. So, that's... They they, they changed one of each one of each of the, the classes, subclasses, in, in some way like that. So, like, the, uh... <laughs> I, just, I just saw Vader's message in the chat about 1% story times 1,000% is 2% story. <laughs> Vader, with the, Vader with the quick burns. I like it. <laughs> Um, but other than that, it is still like, I mean, like, look, it's, it's destiny. Like you run around and you shoot guns and it feels real good because like Bungie knows how to make a shooter feel good. So say that, but when, when I played the beta, it seemed like it hadn't progressed enough compared to other shooters out there. That's my problem. It's too much like the original, which is a good thing because the original was good, but then... 
the the thing for me is that like Bungie's like the way that they like make their guns feel and like the way that aiming a a, a gun in Destiny or in Halo and like the the sound that the gun makes when you fire it like that all feels like super good and like it's it it, 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 tr- it, it, right, it just does. triggers something in my brain that's like. <laughs> I, I, I love this, and I just want to do this all the time. Well, obviously, it's because America, I- <laughs> 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 but that's the thing is that like I don't really like shooting guns that much generally. Like, <laughs> like I'm not much of a shooter guy, but like Bungie, like but the Bungie games are like my one thing, I guess. Very said awesome. I want to, sh- I, I want to shoot an alien. Something that you said right then, um, you, you said that they've changed like a subclass each for all of the classes to like have new stuff. Mm-hmm. Are the classes the same? Like, are they? Yes, it is. There's a titan, there's a warlock, and there's a hunter. You can play as one of those three. Is it like the same progression? Like, do I get the same abilities uh, and no. stuff? No, no, no. Um, okay, because you made that sound like they, they had added a subclass and like brought everything over from Destiny and at one. And I was like, "Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds no, like they, that expansion they, they, that they should have charged money for." <laughs> <laughs> they they changed the way that the um the the way that you upgrade your class. So you remember in the first game, like you had like this like grid of things, mm-hmm. and you could choose like a, a node on each on each point of the grid mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to like select that for your thing. In this one, it's much more like a traditional like upgrade skill tree uh, style okay. thing, where like each uh, you're you're making small decisions like off of these little branching trees. But each each class only takes like I want to say it's like fifteen skill points to fully upgrade, maybe, uh, which is more than enough because you get you know you get a skill point or you get an upgrade point every time you level up, and the max level is twenty, so you can fully max out your your skill trees like very easily. Cool. Um. I'm assuming that all of like the the drop in drop out stuff is still super good as far as like being able to get into and out of missions and things. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Let's talk about the like the the best thing that this game the best day that Bungie added for Destiny Two. Um, Jeremy, you played a lot of Destiny One uh, with me. I have. Remember how? Remember how every time you wanted to go do something new, you had to go back to orbit. Yes. And like, so you had to watch. You had to like watch the loading screen as your ship flew into orbit, mm-hmm. and then you had to watch the loading screen as your ship flew down to the new thing. And I just want to note because it's going to come up, come up later when I have when I get to talk uh, that you were not able to move your ship around when you were uh, flying in between. Correct. You still yes. can't do that, unfortunately. Okay. Um, okay. but you can just load. You can just pull up the uh, the the map from anywhere mm-hmm. and then just go to your new thing without having to go to orbit first. Like a, like a gosh darned modern video game should like a modern <laughs> video game should. Okay. <laughs> they've, missed, they've missed something here. Like what if they in between like the loading and you could fly your ship, like those top down fighter pilot games, you know, like I, I've actually like, that that's something cool. that I've like said over the, like over the time that I've played destiny is like, Oh, it'd be cool if I could fly the ship around. But like, I've I've been playing video games for a long time, guys, and they would do something real stupid with it because that's what developers do when they make extraneous systems like that. And everybody's golf. You, just, you can like practice your uh, golf swing while it loads the course. It's really great. Exactly. Like that's but that's what I want to do. Like mm-hmm. I did, like let, let me just like point my gun at alien heads while I'm loading. Like I'm fine with that. There was a um, you know I think 
I want to say it was Namco or somebody had a patent on uh, yes. interactivity with during loading screens for such a long time, but it's finally expired. So I guess we're finally starting to get that stuff. I w- I'm just going to guess that Destiny Two is such a resource intensive game that they can't really do anything during those loading times. So. Yeah, probably not. Like you, you still look at the ship as it flies into flies into the the thing, but you don't have to you don't have to load out of the thing you're doing and then into the new thing. It's one loading screen rather. It's than just one, loading. yeah, one loading screen instead of two. Um, speaking of the graphics, uh, I yes. played, I played the beta, uh, and I played the two, I didn't do any of the multiplayer stuff. So I just did like the two, like, uh, like story missions or whatever. And thought that yeah, it was like you did, you did the opening mission and then you did like the strike or whatever. Yes. Um, I may not have even done the strike now that I'm thinking about that. I just did the opening mission. So, uh, and that's okay. where you like go through like, uh, the ruins of, um, of the tower. Is it, is that where I was going all the time? The tower? Yes. Okay. Um, yep. Like that looked really, really nice, and it was like very, very pretty. Um, how well do the actual combat missions and things hold up, as far as like from a graphical from a, from in terms of a graphical update? Okay, so I th- I think that the Destiny aesthetic is like one of my like the the Destiny aesthetic is one of my favorite like video game aesthetics of the last uh, like of this of this console generation, and I'm I'm gonna say like there's like this like. It looks like Destiny. Like it, it looks like a like a higher fidelity Destiny because they've finally they were finally with this console or with this uh, this game able to leave behind uh, de- the the PS3 versions, right? So like it looks a little more you know like a little more high fidelity. And I, I, I guess I should preface this with I'm playing on a PS4 Pro, but on a 1080p screen, <clears throat> and it looks it looks very good. Um, there is one moment in particular, uh, a a mission later on in the game. Uh, where I, I won't reveal like exactly what's going on in the mission, but uh, at during parts of this mission, you were outside uh, on like outside in space, uh, in like in the the rays of the sun, and it is like spectacular. Like I, I like I'm getting chills thinking about how good it looks right now because it is like gorgeous. Like I was I was like I was like I was like dude misting the entire time that I was playing that mission. Way to gender your tears, Brian. Way to gender your tears. It's uh, a Gary Butterfield thing. I it's know, his fault. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, I kept gendering the uh, the clown from It uh, during that podcast. <laughs> I, had to make, I finally had to stop. It's like, stop saying that. Uh, it's an It. It's right there in the goddamn title. It's not, a, it's not He. True. It's not the scary movie He of 2017. But anyway. <laughs> um, Vader, do you have any questions about Destiny 2 that, that I didn't ask? Um, don't think so. I think I'm good. Okay, so that's the last time that Destiny Two is allowed to be talked on this podcast. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> about Destiny Two a lot, Jeremy. <laughs> um, I do no, have go ahead. To go say ahead, Jeremy. Um, that I think you might appreciate is that the uh, the the loot grind is a lot more like uh, a you get a lot more stuff, and b like it is a lot more. It's a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel you don't you're not like hit like I I haven't like hit like a stopping point. Okay. Where it's like, oh, nothing I'm doing is getting me any further, like light levels or whatever, right? Yeah, that was that was that's a lot of that's a big issue with loot games in general, and uh, this is going to yes. be kind of a, a loot gaming, a loot game centric podcast because the two that I've been playing are pretty heavily focused on loot as well. But like with Destiny, mm-hmm. I felt like I would get to a point, and then like I just like, every single item that I got just that didn't it had no comparison to what I was what I had, so there was no point in like even getting it or doing the missions to get it. So it was mm-hmm. it was extremely um, unmotivating. Like it made me actively not want to play that game. 
Yeah, and uh, there, there's there's one cool thing uh, that they've added. Like once you once you hit level twenty and you're in like the the quote unquote post game content, um, you get these uh, these like milestones, which are just quests uh, every week. Uh, that the reward for that milestone is powerful gear. And I want to say that for every single one of those milestones, I've either gotten an exotic in the legendary or two legendary uh, pieces of gear at a significant like light level boost over the things that I that I was already wearing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and like uh, also like this game like fucking dumps exotics on you. Like I've already gotten like fifteen or twenty exotics in the time that I've played this game. That's awesome because I felt like in the like, way that I played that game for. I must say I put at least 20 hours into that game, like between yeah. playing it with you and like doing stuff for streams and stuff, maybe even longer. Like I might stretch that. Yeah. I would say probably more than 20 hours total. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I've gotten in, in destiny one. I think I got two exotics the entire time I had. it. Yeah. 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 The, 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 and, and like sometimes like characters will just give you exotics during the story. Awesome. Uh, which is pretty cool. That, 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 see that would go a long way. Like it, cause that feels like a meaningful thing for a character to give you an exotic weapon because it's unique and special. Like that feels like it would yes. be something like, Oh, Hey, I have this item. Let me give it to you. Not just like, yep. let me uh, do an RNG spawn for four blue things. And then maybe you'll get right. a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, here's, here's this auto rifle, this pulse rifle or this, uh, uh, the sidearm or whatever. Yeah, like here, yeah. which one do you want? <laughs> thank you. Thank you oh, for uh, saving my wife and child. Uh, have one of these three random <laughs> objects in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's actually another like I guess pretty significant change that I totally forgot about is that they changed the way the the guns work. Um, not like you still you still press left trigger, right trigger all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like uh, so it, 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 rather than having like a primary and a secondary and a heavy weapon slot, you have your kinetic, your energy, and your power weapon slot. And kinetic, uh, kinetic, and uh, energy weapons. Uh, can be all of the same weapon types, so you can get uh, kinetic or energy auto rifles, pulse rifles, scout rifles, whatever. Um, but like the difference is that like some of them do energy damage, some of them do uh, just like physical like kinetic damage. And then your power weapons are where they move to some of the they move some of the old secondary weapons to that slot. So like shotguns are power weapons now, and sniper rifles are power weapons now, uh, rather than being secondaries, which means that they're a little harder to get ammo for. Because they're really powerful, and it's made PvP a lot more fun, because it means that not everybody has a sniper rifle all the time. Okay, I'm into that. Have you done a lot of PvP? Are you into it? I have done quite a bit of PvP, actually, yes. Have you done any of the raid content? I have not done the raid yet. We're planning on trying to get some people together to do that this weekend. Okay. Um, By the time this comes out, that will be on Sunday, so that won't be useful for anybody, but you should shout shout it out on the Dark Insight Twitter, if you're looking for people. I, I know there are people out there that are looking for raids. So, yeah, LFR. Do you have anything else you'd like to say about Destiny Two? Can you, do, you, can... do you think there's anything you could say to convince me and Vader to buy it right now? Um, I don't know. If there's anything I could say, but um, I, I I'm, I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna say this on a podcast so that it'll probably actually happen. Because I'm probably just gonna buy you this game again to make don't, you play it with me. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Well, uh, talk to me before you do that. <laughs> Because that was very very nice of you, but I don't want you to have to do that again. Um, I'm probably yeah. gonna do it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> wait till the first content expansion. <laughs> uh, Vader, uh, are, are you uh, are you kind of with me? Like, I feel like you and I are on the same team of like not really. 
like even with the uh like the FOMO that this game was causing me on Twitter when everybody would like first got it and we were talking about it and everybody was really into it like I got past that and I kind of have no desire to to really get into this especially because I'm this stuff that I'm playing right now are also like forever loot grinding games so are you <laughs> are you with me on that or are you did they, uh, yeah. thinking it yeah uh, the, the the story stuff and the one player stuff is intriguing, but Bungie spend eighty percent of their budget on these supposed content that no one actually can play the raids. So I don't know, like I don't know how if it's worth playing it. So I'm just just avoiding it to be honest. Um, I guess one question is: Is the one percent story that was supposedly in Destiny One? Do you need to know it to understand what's going on in the now ten percent story in Destiny Two? Absolutely it's not. Myth. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that uh, you don't need to know the 10% of the story that's in Destiny 2 to understand the story, to, nope. under, to have a good time with that game. Um, uh, nope. Well, that's you, what I'm more interested in. I'm more interested in just the, the campaign and being done with it. I mean, the the thing is, is that Destiny 1, like, has this really, like, austere, like, it has this really austere story, like, and it does have a story to tell, but, it, like, none of it is in the game. Like, they, they made this, like, in, this idiotic decision to... Uh, to have most of their story content be uh, in these uh, these uh, grimoire cards that you could only activate uh, uh, access through a phone app, and that's that's stupid. Like, who's gonna who's gonna sit there on their phone and read these stupid grimoire cards? And wow. so, two things that they did. I mean, like, listen, I am like I'm the one that does it. <laughs> but the the, the cool thing they, they did they did two things. One, they made one made an actual story for Destiny Two, and two, like a lot of the items have these cool, like little lore things where like when you're on the item in your screen, you can just pull the left trigger and it pop- pops up a little, uh, little item description. And it has like a little story about that item and why it is the way it is, why it exists. And those are things that would have been in the grimoire cards before. And it's nice to just have them in the game. Yep. I read some of the grimoire cards and they made no sense. Cause it's all out of context as well. It's like, what? Who's this? What? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a small portion of my Twitter feed that uh, that are very very dedicated to the Destiny lore. Like they're always posting like I say always like they're they're posting lore videos at all, which is something that I hadn't really seen until Destiny Two came out. So like if you were really curious, you can go out and seek out that content. And by all accounts, it's pretty good. They just forgot to put yeah, it I, in uh... the game. <laughs> I, I, I have a video that I that I've been watching. I haven't finished the video yet, but what I've watched of it is very good. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and a half long video uh, on YouTube titled "The Complete Story of Destiny: Timeline and Lore Explained." You want to? Yeah, um, Jeremy's not watching that. Yeah, That's I'm, two supernatural episodes. He could get in it. Yeah, I know. Right? I've got a podcast to run, Brian. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, you want to send me that uh, link but, so I can put it in the show notes yeah, real quick? Yep, I can one hundred percent do that. Um. So yeah. I don't know. Destiny sounds like Destiny Two sounds like it's a really, really good game. Seems like a very competent game. I just after, as you know, Brian, like I, the only reason I got it was because you got it for me, and the only yep. reason I played it was usually when you and I were playing it, or when other people were playing it too. Like we did it for some live streams, and I, I grouped up with some other people. Uh, but yeah, man, just was not totally interested in that at all. So um, we'll see. I'm, you know, I just, I don't have room in my life for another, for an endless loot grind, uh, because I'll it's pretty plain too. It's a great game. Um, I still feel like I need to do Rise of Iron before I, by, before I play <laughs> Destiny 2. I feel you like, I feel really like you, would, you, you probably think that because you bought Rise of Iron. Um, but if you let go of that, <laughs> then you'll probably have a better <laughs> it's hard, time. Man, it's hard. I know, I know. You should play Diablo <laughs> 3 since I made you buy that too. <laughs> I have been. It's been playing with Odin. 
Um, no, oh, really? So. Yeah, that's not on your list. But I, w- I want to hear. I want to hear you talk about Diablo three. Do you like it? I think I think I have done it on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's fun. Like I think I think you talked fun. about it with Odin a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um, it's it's just, it's a simple game. You just kind of bash the enemies. Um, I'm the I went as the monk, so it's fun kung fuing everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're only kind of maybe two or three missions deep. We've gone down oh, a couple okay. of crypts. We're not mm-hmm. too far in. Um, yeah, that game, some videos um, on it. And, that ge- that game get really opens uh, up uh, after all of the dumb story stuff, and then after you get to like level seventy, like it's a ridiculous thing to say about a video oh. game. But like once you once you get to the top level, that's when that game really starts like getting interesting in terms of builds and things. So that's what Brian just spent the last fifteen minutes telling us about Destiny, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not interested. But Diablo has There's builds. no swords. <laughs> Yeah, there are swords in Destiny. Get out of here. Yeah. That's one yeah, of the I things that I like the most about the Diablo Three is like once you level up a class, everything is pretty much just adjustable. So like, it's not like you're committing to a path. Uh, you're just leveling up your character, and then at the end, you'll have access to everything. And then it, like you can get gear that boosts a stat, and then you can just change to that skill, or excuse me, that boosts a skill, and then you can just change to it. And like, there's no penalties for doing that. They encourage you to do that. So you can you can really mix and match stuff, and it gets really interesting. So. Yeah, we're only like level ten and also. Yeah, that's 15, yeah. Maybe. You guys have played that game for five minutes, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been playing uh, Diablo three a lot because um, Autumn was sick last weekend. I think I mentioned that. I don't remember if that was in the green room or not. Uh, but Autumn was sick, so uh, she we she stayed on the couch and we played Diablo for like probably fifteen hours. Uh, we had previously <laughs> started seasonal characters. And uh, seasonal characters are, are really interesting. Like I, I didn't really understand them until just relatively recently. Uh, but that you start a character, you can only play them in season mode, so that it has to be online. Um, you can't interact with anybody else unless they are also in season mode. And um, you have like leaderboards, and you have certain things like you could, that basically it's like a start from scratch and then do a thing. Um, the interesting thing about season mode that I didn't realize that they were doing the last time I talked about it was, uh, they give you as you complete challenges and the challenges are relatively easy. It's like kill this boss at a certain difficulty or, um, complete one of these or upgrade your blacksmith to the max or, or whatever. Um, once you start knocking out challenges and they have them categorized by steps, so step one, two, three, and four, the first four steps give you uh, set pieces, of a particular armor set. Um, the idea being like you choose your class based on, and that this is public information. So like you can just go season 11, you know, set builds or whatever. And like, it'll show you exactly what you're going to get. Um, so, but it encourages you to play with that one specific character and it encourages you to do that specific build. And it's, um, it's interesting because like, there's always been a set in the game called the Tarasha set for the wizard, which rewarded you for cycling your damage types, which always seemed like too much work for me. I was like, eh, I don't really give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since this was the reward set and as I was completing this stuff, it was kind of satisfactory to get. And I started putting this build together and holy shit, it is the best build that I've ever played in this game. <laughs> and what makes me think that I should probably have been doing this this entire time. Uh, so it's just really, really fucking fun. And then they give you a uh, set dungeon. So once you complete your set, they give you specific challenges that you can go in and like, uh, like do. And it's usually related to how your set works. So f- and for this Talrasha set, for example... Every time you do a different damage type, your damage gets boosted by like 250%. 
And if you do all four damage types, uh, you have about eight seconds where your damage is boosted by a thousand percent because they all stack. And then you can do, um, then you can kind of, if you can continue that up, it'll constantly re-up the the timer. So you basically are doing like a thousand percent of your damage at all times. And uh, like that's, and that's the set dungeon goal is to kill 90 enemies with all four stacks. And uh, so like, it's literally teaching you how to do these like weird and complicated builds, which is something that has always been a complaint in Diablo of mine of like, all this stuff is there and I know it interacts, but I felt like I had to have like a wiki page open for it to show me how it's going to work. Um, so like just the game kind of just shoving this in your face and be like, Hey, you should do this. Um, it's just been super fun. And because of that, like I'm getting, I mentioned like the game gets to level 70 and it opens up like all of this stuff, like high end end game stuff that I've really never been able to scratch before because of this set and because of the things that it's showing me, I'm, I'm like killing all of that stuff. I'm farther in this game than I've ever been before, which is a really good feeling. So there's, uh, there's eight steps in a season and I am on steps five or six, I think. And I am definitely not going to finish it because the requirements are crazy. <laughs> like I'm just not going to devote that much time to it, <laughs> but like doing th- this far was, was super rewarding. And like, I got like cool cosmetic stuff and I got a cool set and, uh, autumn's been having fun. So yeah, we've just been doing a lot of that, and it's, it's been super, good, super, super good. Come at me with your Diablo 3 builds, and uh, yeah, let me know, because that's exciting. Neither of you probably have any questions about Diablo 3, so I'm just going to turn it over to Vader for, to him to talk to his game <laughs> about whatever he wants to talk about. Um, that's what I've been playing. Um, I can talk about Jeremy's Golf. Yes! <laughs> Everybody's Golf. Um, I, I had kind of a bad start to the week wasn't doing so good I was tired and stressed and so I was like I want to play a fun game so I went and bought everybody's golf and it succeeded it's hilarious it's fun um, it's colourful it's I, I I have no no desire to go play golf in the real world no not at all but hitting golf balls on a cartoon golf game is very fun <laughs> it's very satisfying especially when it plays up nice shot it's the best it's um uh, but yeah, I really like it. But I have a question for you, Jeremy, before I talk about it too much okay. more. I got a stat upgrade for my club. So okay. it came up and popped up and said, your club back door <laughs> stat has increased. Yeah, that sounds really raunchy, huh? I promise you it's, it's not. Yes. It, it doesn't sound, it's not near as raunchy as it sounds. So if you do a chip-in, uh, which is... Uh, um, what it, getting a goal? I don't know what you call it in golf. Like once you, if you make the goal ball in the hole, <laughs> getting what, a goal. Yeah, sure, you've whatever. Done a, you've if, done a goal if you've uh, if you've dunked the golf ball. Um, but if you were outside of the green, in other words, if you're uh, like if you're on the fairway, uh, but yeah, and, chip in, yeah. or you're in the rough. If you do a chip in, then your uh, your club's backdoor ability will go up, and it makes it you more likely to for that ball to go where you're aiming. Cause if you're chipping it in, usually like you don't have a super great control over it. So as that stat levels up, you will be more likely to get those quote unquote backdoor shots. It's just, the name was hilarious. My wife was sitting there like just hanging out with me while I was playing it. It, it popped up and she just looks at me and I look at her. I'm like, I just both cracked up laughing. <laughs> your, your back, your backdoor stat has increased. Yep. It looks, it and looks then, really bad. And I started running a, yeah, it does. It, so I started running around the, the kind of open um, uh, area, you know, the, what do you call it? The lobby. Mm-hmm. And you run up and there's one that's like solo stroke play. 
that too also seems sounds a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one my wife looked at me and just go what um anyway other than that it's hilarious the game it's a lot of fun um me and odin had had played a little bit together um yesterday and yeah it's he's he's actually pretty good at getting the little meter to hit where you need it to hit cool Mm -hmm. uh you mentioned last week jeremy about the spin you didn't work that out i think i have how do you do the spin because i worked it out I, uh, um, I've been playing well, Diablo 3 since then, so <laughs> I haven't put a lot of time in everybody's golf. Because when you described it last week, it sounded like it was something that you'd unlock as you upgrade. What I can tell is when you hit X to start the meter, while the meter's filling up or dropping during that time, you can push a direction on the D-pad. Oh, see, I was trying to do it after, I'd, after I started swinging, so that doesn't make... Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, um, I thought you'd just tap it so you can control the spin, but no, I did, didn't seem to do anything. You have to hold that direction down. Okay. Yeah, that's and when you that would be very useful like, if you're trying to get it on the green and you're like at a lower elevation or what have you. Yeah, yeah, and if you want it to kind of just land exactly where it's going to land and kind of spin back and stay mm-hmm. there, yeah. So yeah, I I learned that. Um, I don't know what else really to say about it. It's there's lots of fun modes to do. Like I like the, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's, it's instead of your point system that you have in golf, you can just do it. So who wins that hole? Yeah. And so it's kind of like a, yeah, you won it. So you get a point, um, for you. The only thing frustrating yeah. about that mode, um, did you got, did you get to a versus player yet? I've done a versus and then me and Odin to play that against each other okay. as well. Um, yeah, that's, um, it just, it seems like it could drag it out for a long time because, uh, the way it works is like every time you win a hole, you get one up and every time you, you lose a hole, you get one down. So the goal is to get to three up, but you can constantly, like you can kind of trade back and forth. Like I've been at two up before and then lost one, 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 lost one, 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 lost one, 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 like, and it's just really, really frustrating because it just takes forever. Um, but, uh, but, does but, a tennis thing. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't know anything about yeah. tennis, but um, I don't know anything about like no, you gotta... sports in general. So. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to win by a certain amount. You got to win by three. You can't just win get win the beat. It's not the first of three. It's got to win three. Yeah, be up um, by three. Yeah, but yeah. That game is super cute and fun, and like the character creator is great. And uh, after we recorded the podcast, I played it a little bit more that that, that weekend, and uh, like got other unlocks for stuff uh like you can get different hairstyles and things like that so you can make your character creator super cool i i tried making my character look like the main guy from um gundam uh iron blooded orphans i somewhat succeeded but it's not super great his name is is uh is naruto right do i have that right (laughs) (laughs) is that is that the guy from gundam no naruto no no, I, finished, I finished watching that and that um, Iron Blood Orphans, and it was very sad. It made me sad. It was a good show. You should watch it, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm 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 definitely going to do that. I'm going to get right you, on you that. Should, you should definitely watch this anime. I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, Have you seen it, Brian? I haven't. Nah, that's good. That's I was good. being sarcastic. You know, yet. you, know what you should uh, watch, Jeremy. Yo, Yokio. Oh hell no. <laughs> Not, Appar- apparently, Jaden Jaden Smith already watched every episode of it, and he approves. Apparently, yeah. Be like you know Jaden one? Is, is is a thing, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to be like <laughs> Jaden Smith. Um, 
Yeah. I, I like everybody's golf a lot. Everybody should play that. So. Yeah, it's fine. We should try and play online sometime, Jerry. Yeah, anytime you see me on, man, just send me a message. If I can play, I'll, I'll jump yeah. on. Uh, even if I'm doing Sweet. something else. I've uh, I've been playing a game that has had quite a bit of attention on our, our little Twitter community lately. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have been picking up Warframe, um, which is kind of like could, Destiny, Destiny, but, but better. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warframe is really good, y'all. Uh, so if if you've been if you if you're involved in our Twitter community at all, uh, you probably know that uh, the Twin Humanity Boys did a, have done now two podcasts dedicated to it. They've done like three songs. Like it's getting a bit ridiculous over there with those tw- <laughs> with those twins. Um, they're 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 freaking out about this game, um, and it is. It's 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 very delightful. Like it's. I'm not going to get to a long-winded thing. I'm kind of going to just point you with those Twin Humanities episodes. The first one specifically goes to a lot of like the intro stuff. Uh, but I will say, like, it's one of those games that feels extraordinarily overwhelming when you load it up because there's just so much to do. So um, I would highly, highly recommend trying to find a buddy. Um, I'm going to shout out a couple of people, and I'll put their Twitters on the uh, in the show notes. So if you're kind of curious about it, you can you can go in with them. Uh, but the patches and Michael Prin online are both like really great resources. Um, Duckfeed in general has, they have a clan and uh, you can join that. Um, I think you have to, y'all, I think you have to craft a key to get into the clan. Like I had to go like find parts to go craft the key to be able to walk into the dojo or whatever. Like it was ridiculous and hilarious. Anyway, um, those dudes are extremely knowledgeable. Uh, they, they, I spent a couple hours playing with them and um, they were just like, Hey, we're not going to, like tell you everything about the game or anything, but if you have questions, ask and we'll kind of point you the right direction. But it was interesting seeing like their super high end, uh, like late game crazy warframes with all of their souped up weapons. While I'm still like I'm looking like you know baby spice over here, very just very very straightforward. Am I not talking? Are you guys still there? I'm listening. Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was talking. I, I was in the uh, – I'd switched over to the Monster of the Week Discord, and I, I started looking at the podcast recording channel, and nobody was there. So I got very no. paranoid that I was talking to myself. <laughs> I'll switch back to our Discord now. Uh, anyway, it was super cool seeing them as um, like super late game stuff because I've seen how interesting that is. Uh, but it's a it's a third-person shooter. Uh, the thing that I did not know about this is that it was from the – Warframe is from the developers of a game called Dark Sector. Do either of you know Dark Sector? Sounds. I do sounds know Dark familiar. Sector. That was that shitty PS3 game, right? I fucking loved Dark Sector, man. Like it was. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking. Am I I thinking of Dark Void? Maybe you're thinking of Dark Void. Dark Sector was like a uh, 360 PS3, um, like third person shooter game, like very much in the style of a Gears of War or whatever, uh, where you're shooting through dudes. But you didn't have the jetpack in that one, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This no jetpack, but you had a Dark Void was the jetpack one. Yeah, Dark Void was the the jetpack one. Uh, But this one, you have a fucking glaive, and you could control the glaive. So you could shoot this spinning, like, you know, blade of death, and you could control it with the right stick and, like, get headshots. You could, like, fly through fire and light it on fire and kill elemental enemies. Like, you could do some crazy shit with the glaive. And I, like, it was a dumb game. Like, the, I mean, it was, it was one of those, like, games of that time. Like, it felt very, like, the, uh, it wasn't AAA. It felt like a very B-tier game. Um, but it was still very good. Like, that, that glaive stuff was really interesting and made a lot of fun. So, uh... I don't know, man. Like, go check out this Warframe game. Like, you you can run around. You run around real fast. You can jump on stuff. You can crawl up stuff. You get weird weapons. There's just an overwhelming amount of stuff to do. There's an overwhelming amount of customization. You can, uh, as you're loading, you get into your little spaceship, uh, which, if anybody knows, um, 
Oh shit! I think it's Weapon Eleven, or either Weapon Eleven or Weapon Fourteen from uh, the X Men. The guy that uh, has his own spaceship. His brain is a spaceship, basically. It looks like that spaceship, uh, but you can actually fly it around a little bit as, during the loading screen, so you can kind of dance with people and uh, all because all of your ships are you know going down to Earth or Venus or whatever. So yeah, um, that's pretty much that, and it's very good. It's free, so go. Go check that out and find me online if you want to play because I'll definitely play it with you. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I just, you know, Destiny 2 came out about the same time that everybody was, like, getting all hyped up about this game. Yep. So I was like, I, I knew I was going to be playing a lot of Destiny 2. Yeah, I, I can't say that, like, if you're super into Destiny 2, then you should play this because that would probably be a hard sell. But if Destiny 2 was leaving you cold like it's been leaving me cold, um, then, like, this might be a good alternative to, you know, go around and shoot some bands with your boys. So, Also, I just uh, I want to check in with some hot... Uh, some hot uh, Google news. Um, I googled I googled Weapon Eleven to see if I knew who that person was, mm-hmm. and it's telling me that Weapon Eleven is uh, the Deadpool from the terrible Wolverine movie. Yeah, I can't. It's it was from a, a Grant, Grant Morrison comic. I'll 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 pull it up because people were trying to correct me on the internet. I, look, I just have an <laughs> X Men podcast. I'm not an X Men expert. Okay, <laughs> Vader, why don't you uh, why don't you finish this out? What you what, what have you been playing? Um, I, there was a few demos added to the Nintendo uh, library. Uh, one of them is uh, Pokin, the fighting Pokemon game. Uh, it's it's fun. I played it in Japan at the arcades, so it was fun then too. And then, yeah, I just played with Odin. He loves it. He's like, we have to buy this game now. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, it's $110. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I own the original version of this game on my Wii U, and I barely played it. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I'm worried about. It's fun and it's it's really uh, it'll be a blast to play with Odin, but I don't know if it's got much legs. Like we're not going to play it forever because you play a few fights and then you've had your fun. And I mean, I, I mean, know. hey, if you like Tekken and you like Pokemon, you well, might be yeah, into it. and it looks awesome. Like it's visually, it's a fun, really fun game. Like the the moves and the abilities look amazing, and um, I like that. You can switch between. I didn't understand this in the, when I played it at the arcade because everything was in Japanese. It would do it from time to time, but you can actually change the the angle of the fight. Like the main game is, you actually take turns who's in front and who's at back. Oh, you don't have a split screen like that, so you actually have when you're in the and it's three D. So you're in a circle arena and you can strafe and circle and dodge and run around each other and jump and whatnot. And that's so your player one will start off with it being the camera being from over their shoulder and player two is in the distance and the mm-hmm. next run it alternates. But then you can actually go into a side, a dual mode, dual phase, I think they call it. Um, and you can actually instigate that. I didn't know how to do that when I played it in the arcade because there was no English tutorial to help me. So now learning about that, going through the tutorial in the actual proper game, it's quite fascinating and interesting to see how that can change your tactics in a fight. So I was just kind of thinking it from a you know, pro fighter esports kind of standpoint, like how that strategy, because you do more damage once you're when you're in that dual phase, but then you also you take more damage. So it's, it's all about timing and getting in and out of that phase to be able to evade attacks. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. Um, and Odin just was having fun bashing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which can't play as uh, so what's even the point? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. As I say, <laughs> it looks good. It plays well. Um, I'd be keen to get it, but I think for an old game releasing at full uh, over full price from other Switch games is a bit stink. So, I mean, it's just like Mario, the Mario Kart game for Switch, right? Yeah, like it's just like yeah, a, true. the upgraded true. version of oh. of that game. That though, that did release for a bit cheaper than standard new release, from what I remember. Uh, Whereas this is pretty sure it's still sixty dollars right. here. But, well, yeah, our price our price is jacked here. So yeah, true, true. Um, so no, I, I probably would be keen to get it, but I'd be keen to get it at like forty, fifty dollars, which I don't think is ever going to happen. Because <laughs> Nintendo don't drop prices. Well, yeah, because forty or fifty dollars in. New Zealand dollars is like what, like seven cents in America? Yeah, yeah. thirty-five. <laughs> it's basically the trans. It's basically the same exchange rate as uh, rupees from Hyrule. Like we can just buy a whole <laughs> fucking lot of them. Um, we're cool. Yes, I will take this many Deku seeds. Yes, yes. <laughs> I need. This is fifty-seven rupees and twenty-seven Deku seeds. Um, well, if you yeah, guys, every game we buy gets more expensive. Hell no, that sucks. Oh, that sucks so bad. Bloodborne does that, and that is the worst. I hate that. Um, Anyway, uh, if you guys are done talking about video games, I think we can probably go ahead and close this up and wrap it up for the week. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't mind just saying a few words on Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I'm a little interested in this, actually. Sorry, Jeremy. If you well, I mean, <laughs> Brian, you were the one that said you had to go, so I'm trying to do you a favor. I, so. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't have anything to do today, so I can I can go for another fucking hour, man. Let's get into it. I had a lot more to say about Warframe. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Octopath Traveler. I saw that announced, was it a few months back? Um, and everyone was kind of losing their lolly from what I could see about how beautiful and fun it looked. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I could see it. There was some artistic merit to it, but I didn't quite get it. Like I was just like, it's just a pixel game. But those not. are so rare these days, though. Are they though? No, they seem I'm like being sarcastic. Oh, okay, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, playing it, 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 it does look better when you actually get to play it yourself because your character's a pixel sprite, but the world is like kind of like a classic kind of almost like a final fantasy six um secret of mana looking um world but it's 3d which you don't really get that depth when you're playing i know like you would go back into the city but it's kind of you're just going up the screen whereas you're not going up the screen in this one you, you are actually going in the depth so there's like a 3d element to it and it's way more impressive when you actually get to play that yourself than we're just seeing a trailer of it. Uh, does, I don't know if that makes sense. So I was reasonably impressed. It was a bit of a slow start, though. Like, it was very, very wordy. And I was kind of getting fed up with the wordiness. And then I died, got to a boss, and then I died, and then I had to go through another five minutes of the same dialogue again. And then I died again and had to go through the same. And I'm sick of RPGs doing that, having save points before long dialogue and then a boss fight so that was a bit disappointing yeah i'm um, not into that as well i got i don't know so what i was it sounds like a jrpg me yeah yeah, that's yeah. True. but that said i'd kind of had forgot there wasn't a there's ability in the attack and it's got your t- 
classic turn base, but there's no meters waiting. So it's a lot quicker than like Final Fantasy, old Final Fantasies where we had to wait for a meter to fill up. It was just, it would just flip through between the turns. Like I had the list of who was next and whatnot. But when you get your turn, you have this ability, you can hit like R2 and it goes on boost and it, it increases your attack. And I forgot that that was a, a thing <laughs> by the time I got to the boss. Um, and so maybe if I had remembered that, I wouldn't have had to go back and grind to get stronger to fight the boss and buy more healing items. And basically how it works is you, yeah, you, each round you get a boost point. And so it's kind of unlocking your uh, limit break almost. And it, it boosts your attack and it comes up next to your attack it's times two. And then your abilities, your magic are boosted as well, like to level one, level two, level three. But if you don't use it that round, you just do a normal attack, you get, you have two the next round and so on. And so you can build it up to like, I think it's like five boosts. And then so you can do like a huge power attack. So you can save them up. And so I think that's, that's kind of cool. I've never really seen that being done in an RPG. So it was a nice little twist to the turn-based combat, having that. Um, I played as... Pr you, the unique thing with this game, I think there's like eight unique starting characters and Interesting. you can choose your do they yeah, all have amnesia choose... <laughs> no no, no. Uh, this character is from the land uh, of uh <laughs> no the the, the the i there was two in this demo um there's primrose which is she's a dancer uh adult dancer entertainer um, and then there's like a warrior guy and um, Primrose, she's actually a princess who's and the first opening cutscene shows her, her dad was murdered in front of you as a little girl and that you'll vow to get revenge and track down these, these dudes and you're working in this desert town as a entertainer, biding your time to try and track down these guys. And that's how the game starts. Basically some of the language and the implied stuff was kind of awful like the your your pimp i guess he's like he's like this real creepy old dude and he's actually the first boss um and he's like yeah says awful stuff like shut your mouth and put it put it where it belongs implying pretty grotesque stuff for Ugh. a slaving woman so that wasn't very nice but i gotta kill him so that's okay <laughs> yeah. um, um yeah, so then you can start as any one of the eight, and then you can go. What it allowed me to do in the demo is it said the demo's ended, but I could keep playing, and I could go and f go on the world map, which is three D. So it's not like it's over top view like old RPGs. And I went exploring and found the town where the other playable character in the demo was, and he just he joins your party. So I think you can go collect all eight of these characters around this world, but depending on who you start with changes how the game starts and unfolds, I guess. So I, th I found that kind of cool. Um, and then you to, to actually start and see the backstory for the warrior character, you actually had to start the start a new game. So it's actually, yeah, the start of the game is different each time you play. Um, so I like that. I like that mechanic. Um, it, it, it's it's all right. It's very JRPG. It's suited for the Switch for sure. 
I hadn't uh, I hadn't uh, seen a trailer. I really like the the art style and the aesthetic of it. Like that three D kind of rendered background, but like the you know kind of pixelated stuff. But like your pixel throws a shadow if there's fire in front of it and stuff. Like that's really cool looking. Yeah, um, and as I say, like I'm glad you can appreciate it. I didn't quite get it until I played it. It, it kind of felt and looked cooler when I was playing that myself. Um, and now I understand why they do the trailer as they do it because the most of the trailer is like it's just got a character walking through and it flicks between different scenery and it's showing off that 3d element um yeah like it, there's some really cool stuff to it it's got some really clear modern tricks to it with the aesthetic of an old pixel rpg like a super nintendo rpg um so yeah we'll see um i'm inter- i'm interested there were some downsides but there's some upsides as well Hey, I just want to. Um, Octopath Traveler. Uh, this is in no way related to Octopath Traveler, but you're you're an iZombie fan, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I watch iZombie. Yeah, yep. Have you? Are you kind of deep into it? Have you? Did you finish season two? Uh, I can't remember what we got up to. Are there, how recent is season two? I don't know if we finished. Season three is on Netflix, so like that's that's the most recent thing. I think season four is is air, either airing or about to start airing. I think we haven't done season. Th- three i think we've done season two yeah okay so before you continue this Mm -hmm. um i don't watch iZombie uh but jenny does Mm -hmm. and is season two the one that ends with a certain famous singer being eaten yes (laughs) yeah absolutely which is really really funny because i don't know if like i mean it doesn't matter but like the i don't know if i want to actually spoil that or not it's funny for a different reason that i'll tell you after we record um anyway uh there was a there's a moment on that scene in in that season uh where so there's a guy like that's hunting down all of the zombies uh because he's been blackmailed into killing zombies uh mm-hmm. and he encounters this woman who um in the war, in the universe that this show is built there's like there's like you know like CEO rich zombies that and you can't really tell because they just chomp down on human brains and it keeps them like normal. So they like spend a lot of money on spray tans and they dye their hair or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then they pay like a large amount of money for human brains. Uh, mm-hmm. This chick was a prostitute and she was kind of just making her own way. Then she got converted into, and she, she even says like, I was, I was, I was a sex worker. Like I was, I was trying to pay my bills and I was doing this thing and I could choose my clients. I was having a good time, whatever. She gets converted into a zombie and then, of course, like, she has no way to get brains besides killing people. And if she starts doing that, she'll kind of go, like, feral zombie mode. So this dude basically enslaves her to have sex with his zombie buddies, and he pays her in brains. And it's really, really gross. And it's not it's not played for anything other than, it, other than what it is. So, like, good on the show. But it seems, like, wildly out of touch with anything that the show has dealt with before. <laughs> Like, it's just, it was a, it was a really, like, me and Autumn were watching it, we were like, dude, this is fucking heavy. Like, what is this? Did you notice that, Vader? Like, did you get to that scene? Yeah, I remember what you're, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it is heavy. Um, that's, it is an interesting show for that, though, in general. Like, it's, it's, it's really silly and, um, it's done for humor, but there are some pretty dark, stuff involved with as well in the background yeah it's i mean it's it's definitely got its dark moments but like literally enslaving a zombie woman to sleep with strangers and feeding her brains is was pretty like she was like the the whole thing was a setup for her to kill herself when this dude finds her like it was like it they 
they went in hard, is what I'm saying. Anyway, we, yeah. we could finish this podcast on that note. That sounds like a really great <laughs> note to... But, <laughs> That's Octopath Traveler, everybody. The lead actress <laughs> <laughs> is, is a Kiwi. Is she really? Yeah, I zombie. Yeah. Nice. She does a really yeah. good job. Every episode she does like something, like she's basically a whole new person, so it's really exciting. Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, she does, does a really good job. That and speaking of someone who does the different characters, um, Orphan Black. Just yeah. Think of it because you mentioned a different character. Orphan she does Black a really is good job good. of that. Yeah. I haven't, I still haven't finished yeah. that show yet. I need to get back to it, but uh, I, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, like seven to eight different characters. Speaking of finishing shows, let's finish this one, boys. Uh, let's do it. Done. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we're going to be back next week with uh, Josh, a special guest, and probably myself um, or somebody else. Who knows? Uh, but you can look forward to that next weekend. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. If you can, leave us some iTunes reviews. That goes a long way to spreading the word of the show, and we really appreciate it. Uh, Vader, where can you be found on the internet? VaderVanOden.com Vader, why don't you talk a little bit in just in quick detail about your other project that you have going on? I don't think you've ever really discussed it on this podcast. Uh, the the podcast or the YouTube? Uh, Both. <laughs> talk about the podcast is what I was going for. I didn't know you had some mystery YouTube okay. thing you could talk about too. I mean, like his, his, his YouTube channel. Well, he knows yeah, he's definitely talked about that on the show, though. I mean, like, it was context clues. <laughs> well, I, t- I try not to, to oppress people with my random stuff because I do lots of dumb stuff. Um, yeah, just I like kung fu films. <laughs> um, and me and Sentinel Plus got talking about kung fu films on Twitter. And so we started watching kung fu films and talking about them. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, it's Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. Yes, um, and you can and find a link to that in the show notes because I am a professional podcast boy. Yes, <laughs> and it, it it is on my website as well, so it has a link there as well. So that's why I just say that, and everyone can go see what I do. Cool. Um, it's fun. We we like talking about. My favorite thing is talking about the mon- the training montages. They're the best. Uh, Dave is way more like analytical and educated about this stuff Mm -hmm. i'm just like that's weak kung fu (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like yeah i'm that guy he's the he's the analytical one who actually has input uh useful input (laughs) yeah dave is a real smart dude so that doesn't surprise me yeah yeah i did uh Uh, an upcoming episode of monster near monster which he also hosts and uh had a really great time with those dudes so yeah uh brain wade where can you find on the internet well first of all you can't find me at brain wade Please stop. <laughs> that's how you spell your name. It's Brain Wade. B R A I N Wade. That's, that's how it is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking uh, no, about. You can, I didn't say anything weird. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter.com at Wade Brian R. Uh, Wade that is not spelled the way Jerry said. <laughs> I wonder if I can get uh, uh, Wade Brain R and just redirect it to your Twitter feed. That's, that's worth $12 a year. That, that would be very funny. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Uh, you can find my other podcast, uh, Expanded Universe. It's a Star Wars Legends podcast at LukeCast. That's Luke with eight U's. Or you can just go to the website, which is expandeduniverse.online, and find everything there. Yes, and that's a highly recommended podcast. Uh, I would suggest starting with the first episode, because that's the one that I was on. So, hey. <laughs> um, it's a good first episode. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find this podcast at Dark Insight Pod. 
you can find us on iTunes and all of the other available services, uh, as well as social medias. Just go to darkinsight.net and find all of the links that you can possibly ever want to there. Um, thank you again for listening. We will see you next week on the Dark Insight Podcast. Cooler full of cold ones, rusted out Chevy, steaks over charcoal, game on the TV. I ain't got a swimsuit, sure as hell gonna jump in. Another shot of Cuervo, turn up on the weekend, turn up on the weekend, turn up on the weekend. Cold beer, fresh beer, all in the bed of my truck. Ride home down a living with a real nice haul, cause you know my boys can't hunt. Wash off, get high, put on the new Levi's. Walk in the bar, feel like rock stars, we got all the ladies' eyes. Tell the DJ, put on a fast one. Top 40, find a show to get my groove on Three shots got me looking for a thick one Kind of girl drinks Jack all night long Cooler full of cold ones Rusted out Chevy Steaks over charcoal Game on the TV I ain't got a swimsuit Sure as hell gonna jump in Take another shot of Cuervo Turn up on the weekend 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 Turn up on the Back at the crib Fresh bib Big old rack of ribs Meat fall off the bone Smoke a little homegrown Yeah, I got the whole bar to lit Now can't he mixing up margaritas Play pong with some pretty senoritas Who's buds, bad bitches, and my best buds Friday night, put your motherfucking drinks up. Friday night, baby, put your fucking drinks up. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the weekend. Turn up on the...